Okay, cool. Hi guys, welcome to the one where my name is Carl Wolf. I'm the presenter. On the buttons, we've got Mooch. Uh, hello. <laughs> he is not. He, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> that I'm on this. <laughs> he, you're an integral part to this new family. All oh, right. Wonderful. And in the hot seat, we got Elida Arden. <laughs> How you doing? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that is the most uncertain. I'm good. I think I've ever heard. Well, I'm hot and I'm sweaty, so it took me a moment to kind of really believe that I was good, but I am actually good. Why are you so hot and sweaty? <laughs> um, tube delays, man. Okay. Tube delays. Haven't fucking missed them. <laughs> that's that's probably that's probably the safest answer I could have got. I could have got yeah, from exa- you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this isn't exactly PG rated, but I'm gonna try and keep it a little bit more PG rated than the last time I was on. Last time you were on, yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Um, so speaking of. The, actually, no, the last time you were on, it wasn't the last time that you remember you were on, I think. I've got to apologize for the last time you were on, actually. Wow. Um, I made you, I uh, think, didn't, what did we do? The film thing. The film, oh, yes. that. Like, for those of you who, and that's everyone, I think, who is not familiar for what with what happened, I got really bored during lockdown, <laughs> and I decided to watched some really bad films and because i didn't want to be alone in this i called up some friends and requested and slightly ordered that they do that they watch the film with me come on the podcast and we can talk about it i have now seen all five eddie murphy dr doolittle films <laughs> you didn't know there were five did you <sighs> i didn't know lockdown was so terrible for <laughs> it's bad man <laughs> was, um there were the two of eddie murphy in and then there were uh, four sequels, which went direct to DVD. That's six, then, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, what? Six. If there's two with Eddie Murphy, then four sequels. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you blowing my mind for a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah. Wait, on so, a sec. No, there's five. five. There's five because two, so, three sequels. You three were... sequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I work in a school. I know that's what I'm going to say, but I forgot we're going to talk about this or not. <laughs> Oh, right. So there are five Doctor... It's a Sunday morning, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> five Doctor Doolittle movies. Three of them went to D- three of them went to direct to DVD and they starred his daughter. And I made Elida Arden watch the fifth one, I believe. Oh, and I don't even remember what... I just got to apologise for so it, man. Bad, man. It was a terrible time. No, do you know what it was? I agreed to it because I was like, oh, it's going to be so bad that it's obviously going to like be... But I'm going to be able to take the piss out of it. Like yeah. the room. Yeah, the room. yeah, yeah. That, that I was kind, kind of, of expecting that degree. But it was just like extremely mildly annoying. Yeah. And like that you can't really do much with that. No. So I was just sort of sat there like making notes and trying to be like, oh, they're using old phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was all I could come up with. Um, yeah. But it was, you know, it was fine. We had a chat. We had a chat. It and killed an hour and a half. So. Oh, God. <laughs> the hour and a half kind of killed me, I think, a little bit. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you like, um, so you grew up in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, ha- were you born there or what was the situation with that? No, um, I was born actually in England. Oh, yeah, also tough. Uh, <laughs> big up. Um, <laughs> um, I was born in England, and but my parents uh, are Turkish. Okay, so they they emigrated to England to do their like postgrads, etc. And then and then when I was like two, I was like between between zero and two, I was like ferried between England and Turkey. And mm. then at like two and a half, three. 
we moved out to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up there until I was 14. Okay. And then we came back, and that's why I sound like this. Oh, yeah. sweet. So can you remember what it was like? Well, what part of Australia were you, what part of Australia um, was you in? Brisbane on the East Coast. Okay. Um, it was like subtropical subtrop- climate. So mm-hmm. it was like, actually, I tweeted about this the other day. Um, I just remembered the other, like, I think two days ago, that our morning assemblies at school, in primary school, were punctuated with the teachers. Part of the morning announcements was the teachers basically being like, uh, being like, uh, okay, so um, there's also word that on the uh, top left oval, um, there's a magpie nest. So um, we're going to ask all students to avoid the area. Because in Australia, magpies are not the lovely little creatures that they are here that just like hop around and find shiny things. Magpies are sky bastards. Like they are, they fully like they, in nesting season, they swoop. <laughs> they like, they peck at like children's eyes. Jesus. Um, and so like periodically, that was just like a weekly announcement. Like, oh, there's snakes on this part of the school. <laughs> I love that. Howard. You're in Australia, like the land of things that will kill you. And there's a magpie war. Yeah. It's just like, hide your jewelry because it'll have that necklace. They're, they're so vicious. Like they're not, they are on another level. Um, and so, yeah, that that's kind of, I do remember it vividly. Is there a rhyme for it? Magpie, one for sorrow, two for fuck. Yeah, especially like one for death, yeah. two, two for more death. Yeah. Like that's, that's the extent of it. But yeah, I, I remember it. I remember lots of bits and pieces. That's good. You went very like, mm, I know. It's, it's a little bit of an emotional thing, actually. Because I sort of, yeah, I left when I was 14 and I just didn't go back. Mm. It was 14 years before I went back again. Because um, it's fucking far away and really expensive, man, and I'm poor. Yeah. So I was like, um, I took my time, and then I went back when I was like three years ago or something like that, three or four years ago, mm. and it was like me getting closure. Okay. Oh my god, I'm getting so deep already. That's good, man. Also, that's, my that's voice good. just dropped like an octave. <laughs> I'm getting so deep. You sound like you're presenting Desert Island Discs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I went back for the first time when I was like. 28 or something and like i went back and saw my childhood house and like wept like a bit i was gonna say that must have been something yeah it was it was and i god love my friend i have this like very very no nonsense school friend from australia like like she's a lawyer she's very kind of straight to the point matter of fact and like she drive she was driving me around to all these old haunts like my old school and my old house and all these places um and when we got to my house i got out and i looked at it and i cried and cried and cried for like 15 minutes it was like a therapy session yeah. um and i i kind of got back in the car and like we shut the doors and she started driving and there was like a moment's silence and she was like you're a really emotional person, aren't you? <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you. I was like, yeah, mate, of course I am. <laughs> Fucking feelings, man. Like, yeah, yeah, like I was feeling my feelings, but it was good. You um, can't be a lawyer with feelings, though, can you? No, 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 yeah. But she does like a lot of good lawyering. Like Good lawyering? What the, okay, what is a good, okay, what is good lawyering? Yeah, like she does, she represents like um, domestic abuse victims and okay. like uh, refugees and asylums and stuff like that because Australia's immigration policy is fucked mm. <laughs> um, but yeah um, so yeah that's the answer very long windedly to your question about so it was a therapy, it was a therapy I session I did but... grow up in Australia that's amazing <laughs> I have many feelings about it <laughs> <laughs> how did you find the transition from the UK from the Australian system to the UK system um, I don't know like I, I remember arriving here and thinking like British people are disgusting because 
like it is kind of true like we'd be walking along the field and like kids at school would just be like chucking like crisp packets like just littering everywhere yeah and i was like what are you doing there's a bin right there and they're like oh, i don't fucking care do i because i moved up north and oh god can, um, can you just do that for the rest of the thing please <laughs> hello my name's elida um, <laughs> what's up i like cake um where about what's... littering <laughs> no littering <laughs> Pick that up, you dickhead. Um, sorry, it was near her. You sound exactly like someone that I know. Okay. Well. <laughs> I thought that was more Manchester than that, but yeah, I suppose. I mean, uh, it's generic North. Yeah, yeah. generic North, offensive North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I near it, so near Hull, near Hull, um, East Yorkshire, and yeah, I found it. I found it hard. Like, I think if I'd maybe moved to a city like London or Manchester or just anywhere that. Wasn't Hull, basically. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Are we just going to alienate Hull? Gonna... <laughs> no, I mean, like, I. it was tough because, like, um, Yorkshire people are very kind of, they can be super friendly, but they can also, particularly in East Yorkshire, be very, very insular. And quite yeah. kind of, um, I mean, there's no two ways about it, a little bit bigoted. Um, and I'm very, very blessed that, like, I mean, blessed is not the right word, but I'm very privileged to look the way I do. Like, I could, I could be a Turkish person that also has like dark hair, dark skin. Yeah. So visually, they were kind of like immediately accepting, but culturally, because I was different in any capacity, yeah. I had the accent, the Aussie accent. Basically, even they were fine until you started talking, and then they was like, and then they were bitch. like, "Wait, she's not one of us." Sort of <laughs> you went a bit West Country there. Where did that go? Litter. I mean, also, I shouldn't have like immediately walked in and been like, "What are you doing? Throwing stuff on the floor?" Like, and like started telling them off straight. You're away. all <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. You guys fucking hobos. Like, why don't you like me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, you're, what I'm getting, at, what we're getting here is, it was your fault that they're a racist to you. My fault. Um, but they're also like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it might have, might have had something to do with it um but they were also but there were also some really cool things like um aussies are super super laid back and um very kind of like you know no worries yeah um and i am a naturally very kind of neurotic person so i felt like i was coming home a little bit back <laughs> In that How? regard, because because the English are super super neurotic and like repressed in their own weird way, so um, that I you know it sort of I felt at home in that respect where I was like oh okay like people are overthinking just as much as I am yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. so that was nice um, but yeah broadly speaking yeah the weather sucked etc all the all the obvious <laughs> cliches the weather sucked the food was weird. Um, I couldn't understand a fucking word that anybody was saying to me for the first like three months that I lived there because the Hull accent is like a very particular, like it's very strong. It's very very strong, and I the the only real way that I can describe it is the uh, Hold on, Kelkurud is a Kelkurud is a nursery word, and it's it's very like guttural and and I genuinely had no idea what yeah if you're saying. if you're from somewhere else and you're going to a place like that you're gonna struggle you're gonna struggle yeah yeah um but you did it I, I did it I survived I uh, <laughs> I, I survived that like my, my secondary school was like really fucking rough um and I made it I made it um out alive mm. and then um and then yeah we moved down south who were you in secondary school like what what um uh, kind of... I know what you're asking. Like what, what clique did I belong to? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um well first of all for... It's not not necessarily just for you, as I have this hypothesis about about 
why the certain cliques that most performers belonged to. Yeah. But, yeah, but carry on. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I had no clique for a little while because uh, Billy No Mates, yeah. <laughs> um, Rocket at Solo. Um, and then, and then I, I wasn't like, I was never like visually cool enough to be like one of the actual like moshers or goths, you know? Mm -hmm. But I was also definitely not like, orange enough <laughs> to be one of the one of the chavs and the kind of uh the the i suppose like cooler girls um so i kind of i i hung out more with the kind of moshery gothery like you know i was into that music scene as mm. well um but yeah and and there wasn't really a drama scene like if if there had been i would have just been like in american like teen movies there's like those are the drama kids yeah they're all crazy and like if if this was an American high school, I probably would have been there, mm. like hanging out and quoting poetry like an absolute dickhead. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I was not, there was not that option for me. So I ended up kind of doing the next best thing and, and quoting Nirvana lyrics. Quoting Nirvana. Um, <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> That's never ended badly for anybody, has it? Yeah, yeah. I was on set to do real well in life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's who I was at school. That's cool. That kind I, I was of a SWAT as well, like that, I was a super nerd. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, kind of this fit in with my hypothesis is that most performers, mm -hmm. like they are often the ones who, not exactly the outcasts, but are the ones who flip between certain groups and don't have a certain one who they they belong to in the early stages. However, later on in life, that's when they figure it out where they were yeah like i, I st i'm still like really good friends with like a few of my friends from school school mm. but i never had like a ride or die crew no you know like my brother's nine years younger than me um so he's i mean and he's also just so much cooler like if we went to school at the same time he would have absolutely denied knowing me um like he had like a very very cool friend group he was like top of the kind of social strata at school and stuff like that um and like, he and he he still has like that crew that mm. they all like they're gonna go on holiday at some point together, etc. Whereas like with me, it was like me and like three sort of slightly shonky friends <laughs> who are all just like hanging out in a courtyard watching like boys that we fancied be like, oh, let me wa watch me nut this like dustbin sort of thing, <laughs> and us be like, oh my god, <laughs> and like it was it was a very kind of scrappy pulled together kind of yeah it wasn't like a gang it was later on in life that i was kind of like okay th this is my tribe yeah people and even now actually like all my closest ride or die people are like uh sort of disparate and spread out yeah um like my, a couple of my closest friends live in america one of them is in scotland another mm. one's just moved out of london etc etc so and i don't I, we've talked about this before. Like, I don't necessarily have like a comedy gang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I see people like moving around in comedy gangs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the Vauxhall gang, you know? And like, <laughs> that's the. Uh... <laughs> 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 Which is like, represent. Yeah. <laughs> um... Put a cap in anyone's ass. <laughs> yeah. Um... Hear me, Ashley Gorman. <laughs> uh, guess who's coming on the podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save me a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't roll with a gang either. Like it's 
that's that's the best yeah. way. That's the best way. I like it. I like being able to like dip toes in in different places and kind of be like, "Hello, I'm your mysterious guest." <laughs> no, I'm leaving again. That's how I see it. But probably other people are like, "Who the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> Who was she? <laughs> Who invited Why her? is she here? Who's that non-littering Nirvana quoting? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that girl singing Green Day at us? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry, okay. That's I'll... fine. Why are you apologizing? This is great. Um, I'm literally doing no work here. Yeah. This is my dream thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I don't, if you have a structure, like I don't want to. Oh, you know. You've been on here before. You know there's no structure to this. <laughs> I said, you drink your water. It's mm, fine. Mm. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the room. That's good. We're back in the room. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, back to actually back to present day. Mm. Um, I've been following your Twitter for a bit, <laughs> and the stream of consciousness that has come out of lockdown from you has been really fucking relatable <laughs> like where and when did you start using twitter as a kind of a breathing space because i think that is it's definitely how i use it yeah it's kind of a healthy and unhealthy thing at the same time but you love to but i love to watch it I, I, you know everyone loves a hot mess yeah. as, long as, <laughs> as long as it's not near them and i i'm happy to provide that service <laughs> for people um you know, it's, it's just a side note a lot of people are like oh i've got so many like professional opportunities through twitter yeah and i've always been like what the fuck what gives why, why am i not getting <laughs> like professional opportunities and like every now and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's because like I'm constantly broadcasting my many and varied neuroses to the entire world. That is why. Um, but yeah, the honest answer about why, why, when I started doing it was because I was having, um, I was kind of having a period where I was drifting apart from some of like some friends and, um, and they were all on Facebook and it was one of those things where I was like getting really like pissed off with Facebook because I was like, this is bad for everybody's mental health. I say that. So now. you went to Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Um, Out of the frying was... pan into the... <laughs> for those at home, that's not what you what, do. Why okay? do you go on parlor as well? Like, just <laughs> get a light, light relief there. Basically. 4chan, anyone? <laughs> yeah. uh, Reddit. Um, Rumble. Right. <laughs> they... This was before Twitter became like the incessant clusterfuck that it is, right? When what? When? So this was been about twenty years, years, years ago. This was like I was still at uni when this was happening. So, okay. and I graduated in twenty ten. So yeah, ten years ago. Um, and and I was basically like, I need a space where I can like off offload some steam about just how I feel about life that still feels like slightly humorous and just test out writing, hmm. um, in that way. And so I kind of went over just so I could like gently rib people in my life <laughs> Ugh, this is so bad gently rib people in my life not in like a mean way but in like a actually like comedy observation way you know like comedians get on stage and they're like oh well this friend right who's a bit of a dickhead <laughs> like i was basically doing the equivalent of that <clears throat> but on twitter so basically you are every male every male open mic or who's just done the first few gigs yeah. yeah i was pretending to be jerry seinfeld on twitter <laughs> social venting yeah. yeah 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 um and and that's that's why i started using it and i realized that it was actually um a really good place for kind of learning about social causes and stuff so for a while instead of doing the social venting i was just like doing a lot of 
um, research about things and kind of connecting with political causes and so on and so forth. And then I kind of came back full circle and was like, fuck it, I'm just going to use it as my as my space. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously, everyone should take it with a pinch of salt because like, I'm very open on there about like, well, I'm staring into the existential void of my own, of my, of my own mundanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Who and, hasn't done that before? Yeah. And I feel like I say it in a way that because that's, I, I elevate it because that I know that that's funny for some people who have been there before because like to be able to laugh about it a little bit means that like I'm also okay about it mm. like there are things that I'm not okay about that I would never put on Twitter of course right um, anything that I put on Twitter is usually the thing that I feel like I've done enough processing or or even if it's not like I've had time and space from it because it's in the moment I'm also kind of like um, I, I kind of know that this is just something I do and I'm okay with it like, it's like one of those things where there's like there's no secrets on the internet is there mm-hmm, mm-hmm Mm. I mean, like, I would be mortified if my parents ever followed me on Twitter. <laughs> um, I think they would be mortified if they ever followed <laughs> me on Twitter as well. <laughs> Do they? How, how old are your parents? Uh, they're pretty young parents, actually. They're like fifties, like ah, late 50s. So, yeah. So they um, could have Twitter. They could have Twitter, but also like um, Facebook is enough. Like, yeah. I don't like if you if anybody ever tags me on anything on Facebook. Within six seconds, your parents are liking it, yeah. Not my dad, not so much, but my mum is there liking it. And what's even more insane is a cousin, a distant third or fourth cousin who was in her 60s or 70s, who was in Turkey, Mm. who doesn't speak any English, who added me on Facebook, is liking it and commenting on it with no comments, but literally just like those sparkly like mum emojis that, like, oh fuck, I just bashed the microphone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But yeah. So that's the Twitter thing. That's but fun. I'm glad that I'm glad that it helped. Yeah, it's great. Guys, you made it through part one. So why don't you click up and go to part two for the rest of this conversation? See you there.